WJM Wham Radio Season 3 Episode 1 We start tonight's episode with a streak of lightning flashing across the night sky We see a familiar venue in the Honky Tonk and inside is Lieber, Sadie, Rocky, and Tommy all celebrating Dude, I can't believe you are finally gonna do it! Yeah, what do you think you're gonna find, Burnt Dog? The answer to some of life's greatest myths With any luck, I'll be able to find Bigfoot, Sasquatch, maybe the Loch Ness Monster, or my personal favorite that I really hope to find is Eddie the Mummy from Iron Maiden. You know what they say sometimes. Wait, who's they? And what do they say? Lame is lean. Huh? (laughs) I know exactly what you're saying. And I totally agree, Snackback. Hey, wait a minute. Is that a joke at my expense? Don't you both know that being lame like lean? is like having clean linen on your bed. <laughs> ah, yes, the smell of bed sheets that smell like a warm summer's day. So, Tommy, you know what you're looking for? It could take, like, your whole lifetime to even find. Are you sure you're really up for that kind of a challenge? I know I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't have that kind of patience. Well, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> Tommy walked away aggravated. Dude, you totally hurt Tommy's feelings. Like, why do you got to fight and question everything lately? Ugh. I'm sorry, Lean. I didn't mean to. I was distracted from playing this cool ball in a cup game. Come on. Get in there, you little bastard. Well, don't apologize to me. Apologize to Tommy. Rocky muttered to himself as he went to find Tommy. I thought it was pleasant. I cannot wonder if he tried to turtle pop me. I rocket punch him. Sadie walked over to Lemur. Hey, babe. I think I'm gonna go. I don't feel too good. A rabbit was watching them from a corner of the room intensely. Okay, hon. Give me a minute. I can bring you home. I haven't had anything to drink. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> nah, you're fine. You can stay and party. I'm just not feeling it. Much of anything since my mother and Fauna passed on. <laughs> I know, babe. It's okay. Come on over here and give me a hug. Lemur hugged her tightly and kissed her on the forehead. Lemur muttered to himself. What are the odds? Rocky walked back over to Lemur and Sadie and said, They are all good. And he said, Totes McGee, and accepted my apology. <laughs> that totally rhymed. Cool. <laughs> You're such a dork. Hey, Sadie, can I get a ride home when you leave? Sure, I got you. But, um, I'm leaving now. Aww, you too, bird dog. He leaned forward to Rocky and Sadie and whispered, Really? But I still got Jointzilla to smoke. Uh, you know, you're both not being very cool at all. In fact, both of you are being lean. <laughs> Come on, New York quits. We don't. How wasted is he right now? If he's saying the New York thing, he must be pretty hammered. Huh? What did you say, Bird Dogs? That weird bunny keeps looking over here at us. I'm tired, Liam. I came. I saw. I conquered. Sadie gave Lemur a kiss goodnight, and her and Rocky went on their way. A couple hours would pass, and the party would start to wind down. Lemur was on his way out the door, saying goodbye, when he was approached by the Lady Bunny that had been watching him all night. She slammed him up against the the wall and said, Listen to me. Don't get bemused. You can fix this. You have 12 hours, 10 minutes, in six seconds. Exactly two. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I think somebody had too much to drink tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was me. <laughs> Lemur removed the bunny's hands off of him and walked away and approached Tommy. Yo, Tommy! Lamar Lemur, 
Come over here, buddy. Tommy opened up his arms and gave Lemur a hug. <clears throat> hey, thanks for coming tonight, bro. I hope you had a shatter evening at my goodbye party. Yeah, bird dog, I totally did. And you know I wouldn't miss him for the end of the world. <laughs> you know, Tom, it's gonna suck to not have you around here anymore. I'll be back. I still got a house here, but uh, I just won't be around so much. But like, where are Rocky and I gonna get all of our bad ideas from now? You can give me a call anytime. I'll put those bad ideas in your head. Also, heads up, keep an eye on your mail. I'll be sending you some goodies. Jimmy! What kind of goodies? Uh-huh. Edible goodies? Smellable goodies? Um, smokable goodies? All the above. You know, the kind of goodies that you can enjoy with friends. Duh. But yeah, maybe you guys could join me on one of those times. I'll hit you up when I find something good. That would show that douchebag runt Rocky. Keep me posted. Safe travels, my friend. Thanks, dude. Hey, real quick before you go, could you do me a favor and grab my mail for me? Since I won't be around, you can have my monthly wheat box till it runs out. What? Really? I swear, you're like the greatest turtle to ever live. Lemur glanced around the room quickly and saw that the bunny that had approached him earlier was staring at him and Tommy really hard. Hey, Tom, who's that cute bunny over there at the bar? Tommy turned and looked at the bunny. She quickly looked away from them as they both caught her staring. Liam, you dog. Good eye. I have no clue. Are you going to play the game? What game? The game of two ladies. <laughs> Are you kidding? Knock yourself out. I can barely handle my one girlfriend, let alone another one. It's just, there's something familiar about her. I think you're smitten. Yeah, all right. I'm in love with Sadie, and she needs me now more than ever. That would be a dick move on my part. You know, Tom, it's just something really eerily familiar about the bunny. Earlier, she cornered me and said some pretty weird things. She probably blitzed right now. I had an open bar for a few hours. I wouldn't worry about it. Go home, have a great night, and keep your head in the clouds. Oh! Lemur smiled as he walked away. He stepped outside and hopped into a taxi and headed home. On his way, he would pass the remains of a car accident. Lemur had a flashback to watching Fauna get hit. It was the most traumatizing thing he had ever seen, let alone experienced. As he got home, he walked through the door and plopped himself down on the couch. He would fall asleep within 10 minutes. Morning came and the roosters would call. <laughs> Lemur went awake to some eerie sounds of something shifting through his house. Hey, Rock, is that you? He waited for a response, but there was nothing. He then called out, Sadie? Rock? He got up from his couch and started walking around his house. He checked the spots where he thought an intruder would try to hide. When he got to the kitchen, he found the intruder. It was the bunny from last night. What are you doing here? Ah, please don't hurt me. I didn't know where else to turn. I need help and I'm hungry. She began snagging on things that she had in her arms that she had pilferaged from Lemur's kitchen. Who are you? Why are you here? You wouldn't believe me even if I tried to explain it to you. I don't even know how to explain it, but I need your help. Okay, I'm listening. What do you need my help with? Please, Bird Dog, we only have eight hours, 31 minutes, and three seconds left. And then what happens? Do magical, like, little pixie fairies appear out of nowhere and wipe my ass? <laughs> Wait, I think I need some serious help. Just like you, lady. Stop. Listen, you idiot. I'll try to explain what I can. And you're right, we all do need a little help. Hmm. Oh, I know. Maybe this will help. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. No, stop. Get out of my house. Nobody likes your singing. It's bad and you should feel bad. Lieber forced Bunny out of the door and called Rocky on his phone. He would get his voicemail and would leave a message. 
hey, bird dogs, you've reached R-O-C-K-Y. Rocky! Leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. beep 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 boop bop Beep! Yo, Rock. It's me, Lemur. Are you pulling a prank on me? There's, like, this freaky, funny girl that keeps harassing me. Mm. Wait, is Sadie pulling a prank on me? Call me back. Next, Lemur called Sadie. It rang and rang a few times before somebody picked it up, but it was not Sadie. Hey, baby doll! Ooh, sorry. I wasn't supposed to answer the phone. Hey, wait! You're not Sadie! Who's this picking up her phone? The caller hung up the phone quickly. A few moments would pass before Lemur received a text message from Sadie's phone. It said, I'm sorry for your loss. Lemur quickly ran outside and tried to locate the bunny that he had just kicked out. But she was nowhere to be found. He muttered to himself, Damn it, stupid bunny, what did you do? Lemur went back inside and grabbed his phone and called Rocky's parents. This is when he received the news that Rocky and Sadie were killed in a freak car accident last night. He couldn't believe it. He had lost two best friends and a girlfriend all in one month. Lemur stood in his kitchen in shock. He didn't want to eat or drink or even think or smoke weed. <gasps> he just wanted to know one thing. Who? killed his friends. There was only one person on his mind that could possibly provide the answers to which he was seeking, and that was the mysterious bunny that had showed up. Lemur spent the next few hours driving around town trying to locate her. Not only did he want to know what happened to his friends, but he started thinking about what the bunny was trying to tell him. He thought to himself aloud as he drove around town, looking. Hmm, I wonder what happens when the countdown finally reaches zero. And also, like, what the fuck? Who is this strange new bunny that just magically showed up into town? Why can I not stop thinking about her? She is really cute for a blonde bunny. Focus, Lemur! While driving through the town, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a black judged-up Camaro would appear and start tailgating Lemur. He came to a complete stop at a green light and waited for it to change. Then he would floor it, running through the light but he didn't lose his tailgating friend behind him. The car just followed him, inches away, bumper to bumper. This has to be Chuck Wood. Must have gotten a new vehicle, freaking dick. He took off his belt from his pants and started to wrap it around his hand. He then pulled over his car to the side of the road, and the Camaro followed him. A strange but familiar eerie voice said, Three down. <laughs> One. To go. As he got up to Lemur's window, he said, You know, Lemur, you can't give up easy or use all your ambition, but nobody escapes. Morty, the mortician. <laughs> Morty reached into Lemur's car and pulled him out. He held him up against the car and then in the air began to suck the soul from his body. You should have never listened to that album through the wall, bird dog. <laughs> we see a clip from season one, episode six, with Rocky and Fauna listening to the Late Night Scare album. The record plays obnoxiously loud through the paper-thin walls. Morty would appear into the room, and Fauna and Rocky would scream. We zoom over to Sadie's room, where she screamed. Hey, some of us are trying to sleep over here. But she was really making out with Lemur. They would also be cursed, but never know it. We return to present day. We see Morty holding Lemur up in the air and on the side of the road. 
A glowing green life essence is leaving his body and going into Morty. A quick flash of headlights appear on Morty and he is struck by a car. His body goes flying and he ends up from Lemur's body in an opposite direction. The car that hits Morty does a 180 turn and pulls up next to Lemur's body. The driver mysteriously opens up the door and pulls Lemur's body inside. The stranger then pulls away into the darkness of the night. Some time would pass before Lemur awoke to see Bunny. She stood across from him as he looked around and he realized he was in his own home. That's it, Bunny. I've had enough. I want answers. Who killed Rocky and Sadie? Was it the same person that killed Fauna? You need to- I don't know who killed them, but it wasn't me. I am a friend and we only have 4 hours, 26 minutes, and 59 seconds left. What does that even mean? It means we gotta take out Morty the Mortician, Liam. Something happened that shouldn't have. And if we don't figure out how to fix it, everything as we know it will cease to exist. Are you sure it's Morty? He's been around for a hot minute. I truly believe in my heart that he's responsible for Sadie and Rocky's death. But I can't prove it. He even killed Pen Quinn and my mother. Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. I don't know why, but I believe you. He did the same thing to a really good friend of mine. May she rest in peace. So, let's start with an easy question. What's your name? My name is, um, Kelly. Yeah. Kelly? You see, I want to trust you, but that sounds really sketchy. You realize this, right? How do I know you didn't kill Rocky and Sadie? You were watching us at Tommy's party pretty hard. What are you not telling me? Lamar Lemur, it's me, Fauna. That's not funny. She was a great reindeer who was beautiful and majestic and smart and compassionate and like my best friend who was taken from us way too soon. Listen, you idiot. My antlers fell off while we were in our cubicles at work because you threw toilet paper at me and got tangled in them. You won the Battle of the Bands in high school. You helped me find a transmitter for Wham Radio through Tommy. I saved you from mall jail, and we once made out at Samantha Stone Nerd's birthday party. It was spin the bottle and we had a kiss. It was like eighth grade. Oh my bugs, funny. It's not possible. I don't know where you're getting your info, but this prank is really fucked up. Nobody would know that but me and Fauna. And that's because, well, back then I was such a lousy kisser. I accidentally cut her lip open with my snaggle tooth. Bartolima really wanted to believe her as everything she was telling him was true. But the other part of him knew. Rising from the dead, it was impossible. So, why don't you look like Fauna? See, I told you earlier if I explained it to you, you wouldn't believe me or things as I tried to explain. Ugh, honestly, I don't know, Liam. I can only tell you I died and everybody I ever cared about is dying. I have no clue how to stop Morty, let alone kill him. I only know that Holy Cow sent me back to get revenge on Morty for killing me. Like a real Holy Cow? Yes, but we don't have time for this. Do you believe me now? Yeah. Whoa, a Holy Cow. Wait, so is Bugs Bunny the devil? I don't know. I didn't go there. Oh. Right, so what do we need to do? I believe if we take out Morty the Mortician for good, it will fix everything. Okay, so how do you kill an evil spirit brought back to life, hell-bent on seeking revenge? That's it, Bird Dog. He was an evil spirit before, right? Maybe we can turn him back into a spirit and banish him back to hell. What exactly does he want? Revenge. <laughs> he wants to complete his curse and kill everybody who listened to the record that never set him free. Maybe cause hell on earth while he's at it. I hear it as a rumor. Wasn't Mr. Penguin obsessed with trying to release him and he still killed him? Maybe we can find clues at his house. 
Although it's been abandoned for some time, I'm not sure that we'll find anything at all. Money floated up in the air and her eyes started to glow pink, she said. We better hurry up, we only have four hours left. As Bunny fell to the ground, Lieber would pick her up. They would both go out to Lieber's car. He would help her into the passenger side seat and then hop into the driver's side. They would head on their way to Mr. Penquin's abandoned house. By the time they had gotten there, Bunny had now had her strength restored back to normal. They ditched the car down the road and snuck up to break inside. Bunny went up to the window and broke in with fleas. There was only one animal that Lemur knew of that was that good at picking locks, and it was Anna. They would be inside Mr. Penguin's house for several hours, but wouldn't find a thing. As they wandered around the house, a random car would show up. Bunny looked out the window and saw Morty pull up in a car. He armed himself with a grenade and began to throw it. A loud explosion would be heard, and Bunny would quickly tackle Lemur out of a window, and they would get up and run away. As they began to run, the house would explode and begin to cave into itself and crumple to the ground. Morty was the one who would blow it up with a grenade, but he wouldn't see Bonnie or Lemur inside. Next, Morty turned his attention to Lemur's car and blew that up. Oh, come on, bird dog, I just got that car. Wasn't even a month old. Should've never named it Gwen Stacy. Come on, we gotta run. We can't defeat him if we're dead. They retreated into a nearby cornfield. Morty would go up into the wreckage and search for something, but only he knew what he was looking for. He muttered to himself, <sighs> Where's the damn book? I must find it and destroy it. Lemur and Bunny would arrive at the radio station. They walked over to the side door of the radio station, and Bunny went to punch in a code, but was denied. As Lemur watched what number she pushed in, he realized she pushed in Varna's code. For fuck's sake, why doesn't my code work? Because you haven't worked here in a few months. You've been gone for a hot minute, Fawn. You called me Fauna. Yeah, a lot has changed since you've been gone. When Mr. Penquin passed on, he left the radio station to your mom, who also passed on, and left it to you, who also passed on. So to keep what radio from buying the radio station, I took out a loan from the bank, and now I own it. Lieber punched in his code, and they walked inside. Boop, 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 boop. She followed Lemur into Mr. Panquin's office, which was now his. He went and opened up the safe and grabbed the key and headed downstairs. As they got there, Lemur went over to the closet and opened it up. There would be a book lying on the ground. Bunny went over and picked it up and analyzed it. It looks like it was a journal by Penquin and it uh, explains how he brought Morty the Martitian back to life. It's filled with things that worked and things that didn't. Holy cow, I think we found it, Leem Dog. This is it. Shibby, how much time do we have left and what do we have to do? We're almost out of time. One hour, one minute, and eight seconds, and the world ends. Let me speed read this and see if I can figure it out. Sounds could be heard above, as if somebody was walking around the radio station. You might want to speed read that faster. Okay, I think I got it. We need dust from an angel arranged in a circle. I got the dust, and it looks like we make a star inside the circle and fill it with something. The enchantment should trap him if we both say at the same time. A star in a circle? Like a pentagram? Lieber drew a pentagram on the ground, but little did he know that he drew it in the same spot that Morty had been summoned by Mr. Penguin. More footsteps could be heard from above. They would eventually stop. 
and the elevator would begin to ascend downstairs to where the bunny and lemur were. Bunny went over and created the circle with the angel dust that she had been given from the holy cow. She made the circle around the star that lemur had drawn. When she was done, she looked over at lemur and asked, Do you trust me? Yes, with my life. I have a plan. Go over there and hide. The elevator slowly descended with Morty the Mortician inside. He too was also looking for Penguin's lost notes. He talked to himself as the elevator lowered. Damn it! That book should be around here somewhere. The knowledge in that book. Only thing Penguin left that could hurt me. Why did he have to take such extensive notes? I should have destroyed that dumb book when I first thought of it. Ain't that the bitch of life though? Always do something new when it arrives in your head. Never procrastinate. Has you'll regret it later. The elevator landed on the ground floor. Morty ripped open the door and walked into the room. He didn't realize that Bunny was down there right away. When he got to the center of the room is when she alerted her presence. Who the hell are you? I know everybody in this town. I have no beef with you. Leave me be, or face the consequences. I'm only here because your actions have consequences and somebody's gonna make you pay for all the horrible things that you've done. Breezle them! Is that you, you trickster god? I told you, all down in hell. I'll conquer this town, and then it can be half on earth. I'm almost done. I have one fool left to take care of, and I have to cover my ass before I do that. Oh, I'm not feasible. She started walking in a circle, chanting at him. Me prat, me prat, me prat, me prat. Morty stood there and listened with a confused look at his face before he had finally figured it out. How cute! But that spell only works when there's two people to a chanting. He went to walk forward, but couldn't as he was trapped in the pentagram. He looked all around the room, but all he could see was Bunny. As Bunny was walking in a circle, she had noticed that Morty had dragged his foot when he walked into the pentagram. This meant that he wouldn't be held for very long. Do you realize where you are? You're in the same spot to which my mother and Penguin brought you back, and you slaughtered them. Morty bitten against the force field, trying to get free from the pentagram. You already killed me once, and it should have never happened. You have literally caused the end of the world with your actions. Therefore, the higher powers have tasked me with your termination. Uh, like I'm scared of a little tiny honey. What are you going to do? <laughs> like I said, You'd need two people to send me back. <laughs> Lever popped out of the hidden closet. I don't think you understand what you have to do. Bunny's eyes started glowing pink, and she got a glimpse of what had to be done. She said, One minute and eight seconds remain. Lever flashed the book in this angered morning. He started building up his strength and hitting his magical barrier harder. After about the fourth hit, it would finally begin to wear down, and he would be free. Why are you doing this, Morty? It's because it's in my programming. I'm supposed to protect the humans. But there are none left. Animals have been evolving, but still haven't changed. 
There's still crime and corruption, hate, and uh, suffering. I must cleanse this palette. I think when Penn transformed Morty's consciousness onto the record, it bonded with the programming. And so he became a twisted version of a scary kid's story and scary robot ninja sworn to protect. Yes, a curse was placed on the record. And anybody who shall listen to it shall die. <laughs> Is that why you killed Penguin? I begged him not to trap me into a record. But he did the opposite. Because he'd never learned to let go. He killed Karen to release me and mucked it up. He only filled the star with part of her blood. Not the whole thing. Fucking idiot. Bunny looked down at the ground where Morty was standing. The star wasn't filled with anything. Morty went and finally broke the cage holding him. As Bunny ran over to Lemur, she pulled out her knife from her pocket and stabbed him three times. I knew it. You weren't to be trusted. Just tell me the truth. You killed them all, didn't you? Yes, because it was kill all of you early or watch you suffer. She threw Lemur's body into the circle. And the star quickly filled with his blood. A green portal would emerge and begin to suck Morty and Lemur's body inside. Fauna watched the world around her begin to disappear into the mini black hole that she had created. A countdown from 10, 9, 8. Oh, please, holy cow, let me have got this one thing right. 7, 6, 5. I don't care if I get to come back. Please just let my family and friends be okay. 4, 3, Two, one. Fauna's final thought was, No matter what, I had a good run, and I think I officially hate peanut butter now. Fauna the bunny would get sucked into the vortex, and everything would fade to black. We see a pink soul floating through outer space across the universe into a parallel reality. She screamed. Ah! A quick flash appeared. We hear deep breaths being inhaled and exhaled. It's revealed to be Fauna. Her eyes would be closed. She was afraid to open them. She didn't know if she would see heaven or hell. She feared that she had now become a grim reaper who would now have to take people's souls for a living. She somehow mustered the courage to open up her eyes when she heard Rocky Coon's voice asking her something. Well, Vonagrass, will you marry me? As she opened up her eyes, she checked herself over. She was confused at first. She didn't know what to think. Was she still a bunny? Was she now back to her normal self? She looked over in the mirror at herself and realized she was back to being Fauna. She wondered if what she had just experienced was real or some type of messed up Mandela affair. Rocky was staring at her with a big smile and a big boner in his pants. What? Don't ask me how I know. I just know. Waiting for her response. A small crowd had gathered around. A random bulldog from the crowd came up and put his paw on Fauna and asked her, So, little missy, what do you say? Fauna turned over and looked at him and gave him a look that could kill. 
It was one of those looks you get from a woman that says it all with the expression on her face. Her eyes were filled with an evil look that said, get the fuck out of here. The bulldog guy from the crowd took his hand off her shoulder and walked away. Well, Fauna Michelle Grass, well, you make me the happiest raccoon ever. Yes, I love you 3,000, Rocky. Oh, yeah? I love you 3,000 infinity squared. I have one condition, though. I don't want to get married for a while. Whatever you want, babe. As her and Rocky get to the corner, she yells the news over to Lemur and Sadie. Excited, they begin to cross the street before the sign tells them to. Always look both ways, kitties. Left, right, and then left again. Rocky begins to shout out Lemur. Oh my bugs, Bunny! I forgot to tell you. You should say holy cow, not oh my bugs. Holy cow is God, not bugs. Wait, what? How do you even know? Oh, trust me, I know. As Lemur and Sadie were about to step onto the curb with Fauna and Rocky, a car would come and quickly click them, knocking them over forward onto the street, then running them over. The car quickly disappeared as fast as it showed. Rocky and Fauna ran over to Sadie's body first. <coughs> I love you, Fauna. Rocky quickly ran over to Lemur's body nearby. Lemur muttered to Rocky, <coughs> Look, A ambulance shows up on the scene. Rocky is holding Fauna, consoling her. Oh, my bug's bunny phone. I can't believe what we just saw. Did Sadie say anything? Only that she loved me. Holy cow, Rocky! It happened right in front of us, and there was like nothing we can do. Did Lemur say anything? Only to look out for Morty. But that's impossible. I destroyed him. You did? What happened? Yeah. I think it was some Mandela effect. You all died and it was the only way to restore everything back to normal. The world was gonna end. Is it still gonna end now that Lemur and Sadie died? Are we next? Fawn, I'm totally freaked out. What are we gonna do? I have no clue. We're just gonna make a pact. No matter what, you watch my back and I watch yours. Deal. But the funny thing about my back is, is that it's located on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an idiot. But seriously, babe, I think that's included with us getting married. As Fauna and Rocky are talking, we see a guy watching them from across the street. He has no face, brown hat with a long trench coat, and muttered to himself, You know what? It's better than the first ending. I'll fix it tomorrow. He walked away from the scene, and we zoom out into the night sky.